Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I am here with my two favorite people, at least in Adventure Game-wise. So we are here with Laura. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello there. I'm good. Th- thank you for uh, explaining that. <laughs> not, not, your, not your favorite people, just Adventure Game-wise. That's good. Thank well, you. Uh, I didn't want to be too weird about it because, I mean, Thomas and I don't even know each other a year and we know each other, what, a few weeks, so... Sure, <laughs> okay, it's all right, be, you don't need to, that's fine, don't worry about explain. it. I mean, you know, my motto is, um, you know, if uh, not, don't just offend one person, just offend <laughs> everybody. So if <laughs> I've offended the two of you, then I'm doing something right. Mm. So what, what's that? I think we've disconnected, this call is disconnecting now, so... Uh, well, thank you for joining us again. It's going to be a questions. very short episode. <laughs> or a very long one. <laughs> It'll be a very lo- long weekend. Hello, Thomas. <laughs> Next weekend. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> so, so now, this uh, by this time next week, or this day next week, uh, all three of us will be at Adventure X, and myself and Thomas will be flying to London. So, Thomas, you could say that then you will literally be flying Dutch. Boo! See, that sound of silence that you hear is Thomas not appreciating sense of humor. That is the famous Dutch humor right there. I've been waiting for so long to make that joke in a proper context. And, well, at least Laura laughed about 10 minutes later. Yeah, that was the lag, definitely. (laughs) Well, this is a great start, but we will be at Adventure X uh, next week. But first of all, I wanted to very briefly mention, people may have heard last week that we released a special episode because we are now on Patreon. Now, I won't go on too much about it. If you want to know more about that, you can listen to that episode. But I wanted to give a mention and say hello to some Patreon subscribers. Yes, we have Patreon subscribers. Uh, first of all, Maurizio, Sequence of Noise, and Yagharek. And they have made some really nice comments as well. I was messaging them, and they really enjoyed the podcast. So if anybody else wants to be as awesome as those people, you can go to patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And you can find out about the benefits there as well. Again, it's completely optional, but there will be some extra things there as well we will be having some extra episodes in the future on halloween i will be uploading a, a conversation that i had with agustin cordes it will be the first of hopefully many spoiler specials where he'll be speaking about scratches so that's that was a very very interesting conversation and plus other things um as well and uh, next, as I mentioned, we will be at Adventure X, all three of us. So are you guys looking forward to it? Yes, yes. definitely. Very much so. It's uh, You were there last year, Laura, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. So have you guys gone before or is this your first time? It's my first time, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, great. 
I was there last year, which was my first time last year. As I mentioned several times on this podcast, I went for a day. So I went uh, from Dublin to London in the morning, and then I went to the Adventure X podcast. And but I found out that with one hour sleep, it's very hard to play adventure games and concentrate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, you know, I couldn't resolve some of the easiest puzzles, even in the Dark Side Detective and Not Tonight. And the developers were looking at me saying, who is this guy? Why can't you <laughs> do simple things? I mean, I get that sometimes with plenty of hours sleep, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, probably all logic puzzles, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, th- th- this was even talking to characters. Like, how, <laughs> how, how do you point and click again? Okay, okay. <laughs> but, no, hopefully. So this time we are planning better. Myself and Thomas will be going on next Friday, and we will be there Saturday and then coming back on Sunday. So well, I have to plan well because it takes me longer to get from Galway to Dublin than it takes from Dublin to get from Dublin to, to London. So. <laughs> that is true, and it's probably more comfortable flying to London from Dublin than it is going by bus from Galway to Dublin on those lovely Irish roads. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's if the bus doesn't break down. <laughs> oh, that hasn't yeah, happened, so please, please, let's not jinx that. <laughs> at, least the, at least the view is, is fantastic. That is true. That's one good thing that Ireland has. And I also wanted to mention, as I mentioned last week in the Patreon episode as well, that one week after or less the one week after Adventure X, I will be going to Canada. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> now people said I'm crazy because I'm going for four days. I will be going mainly for the Wordplay conference in Toronto. And if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to my interview with the festival director, Chris Tihor, uh, on episode 28. He's a really great guy. And I will be going there. So if anybody listening is from Toronto, is in Toronto, and you want to talk, uh, feel free to to uh, sh- give me to give me a shout, and I'll be delighted to talk. I may be jet lagged, and I will. Pro- I hope I don't freeze to death like I did in the long dark. Have you played that game, Laura? Yes, you know? I have. Oh, you have! <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is that what happened to you? Oh, oh! I died several, many, many different ways. I died of hypothermia. Yeah. I the first few seconds I fell off a cliff. And uh, yes, I, I did that as well. And in the, I think it was episode two, I had to give up because... You, uh, did you finish it? No, I, the, I haven't finished it. <laughs> okay, no, ne- neither have I, because when you meet Solid Snake and he gives you a magic, magic stick to kill the bear, the bear kept killing me over and over. So... <laughs> I am really hoping that that does not happen to me when I go to Canada. I really hope I don't do any cos- cosplay for uh, The Long Dark. I want to try and avoid that if possible. Pretty sure yeah. bears are not invited at wordplay. No, I don't know how many bears will be in Toronto. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so I will be there. My first time in Canada. I've always wanted to go. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, even though, as Chris said, I should bring a jacket. Um, but we should probably uh, move on um, so uh, we can get to the news. And now, first, I think uh, we should start with Blade Runner. So Blade Runner is now available thanks to Scum VM. So um, don't know, 
what that means is, so basically Scrum VM is like an emulator or platform where it helps older games uh, be playable on modern uh, computers. So Benito Steel Sky and Flight of the Amazon Queen can be played on modern systems and computers thanks to Scum VM. And now last week it's announced that the guys behind Scum VM have made it possible to play Blade Runner. Now this is particularly exciting because uh, Blade Runner is, first of all, it's a really, really good game. And I believe you played it, Thomas? <coughs> Sorry. Yes, I played it um, late in the late 90s. I think it, the game mm-hmm. came out in 97 or something. Around then, it, yes. I think I, I think I remember playing it around the World Cup in 98. Um, and it is really, really good. Um, uh, it is especially good because it doesn't follow the the movie. It takes place during the movie, but you're not playing Har- the Harrison Ford character. You're playing a completely new character. It, it looked absolutely amazing it's one of those games that was even up until recently thinking oh man i would love to play that game again because i never got to finish it mm-hmm. never managed to to completely solve the, the the mystery there it looked good it had it had the music the vibe it had everything you know you could just walk around in that game not having any clue where you wanted to go normally that can be frustrating not in blade runner yeah it's uh I remember I played it a long time ago, and there are many interesting things, as you mentioned, about it. One of them being that it's also a multi-branch storyline, so you have different endings. So again, this was back in the 90s when that wasn't as common as it is now. And as you mentioned, it's not based on the movie, but it is set on that world. You play as, I believe his name is Ray McCoy, and you play as a detective as well, and you have to use, what was it called? I, I should know this because I've watched a movie many times. The, what was it? The what Camp? The Void Test. Yes. Yes. And I found that particularly in, interesting. And they're just, it was just a really, really great game. And the voice acting is great and the, the story was great. And it, you did feel like you were not just in the movie but in that world. Yeah. But un- unfortunately, I believe it was a few years after the game was released, the company Westwood they went out of business, and I believe they used their own engine to make the game. So uh, the game was basically unplayable or close to unplayable on modern machines. But now, if you own the discs, if you own the original game, it will be easier to play the game on modern computers. And although nothing has been confirmed yet, hopefully it can now be available on GOG and Steam. And uh, I think I mentioned as well, but the people behind Scum VM have been working for the last eight years to make this possible. Wow. So, wow. And I, I, exactly. And I also, I, I believe that they were working on adding subtitles because I don't think there were subtitles in that game. So I think I read somewhere that they were trying to add subtitles. I can't confirm if they did, but that would also be great. So if you want to play Blade Runner, if you want to maybe take it out of the box again, give it a whirl. I, I might actually myself, because I'm really looking forward to trying it out again. Um, but Yeah, I'd nev- I've never played it, so I'd, I'd love to. Oh, if you want to share the discs with me at some point, that'd nice. be great. It's a classic. It's, uh, it's one of the best ones, it's, uh, I think, in the genre. It's, it's funny, because as, as you mentioned, Thomas, it is a classic, and I haven't heard anybody really mention anything bad about it. Maybe people might say that the puzzles were... Maybe a bit too easy in it, maybe, but everyone seems to love it, and yet it's never really on anybody's top ten list. Maybe because it's not as easy to play 
Um, like, you know, now games like LucasArts games, Sierra games and Revolution games are easily playable. So hopefully now more people can experience this game and uh, have a chance because I would definitely highly, highly recommend it from what I remember. Now, yeah. I don't, maybe if I play it again, maybe I'll be like, oh, this is so great. I don't think so. No. But I do remember it being very, very good. And not just good for the time, but just really, really good, even compared to games uh, made nowadays. Well, it's, oh, an yeah. amazing, it's an amazing world, isn't it? So yeah. Absolutely. They, they've, and, they've got that. Point-and-click adventures have a tendency of, of just, unless they're in 3D, uh, <laughs> to, to age pretty well. So uh, I, I'm expecting that uh, if I were to play this again, I would be drew, just drawn back in into to this game again. Uh, it's, it, I just rem- I can only have fun, I only have fond memories about playing this game, and that it was so good. I was 98. How old was I? Early twenties. <laughs> early twenties. Oh, we're, we're doing this now. Oh. <laughs> so um, yeah, but um, uh, I'm, I'm wondering like what it would be like to play a game like that now, because I remember it being not an easy game. Really good, but definitely not easy. So I would love to uh, love to try it again. Yeah, there is, there is some action in it, but it's definitely not an action game. It's, you know, I remember that you can use the gun and you can practice yeah. in the target range in the police I, station. I remember clearly that, uh, I, I wanted to perfect that target range, and I never managed to kill the last one to shoot the last target in time. That's that's something that I still have r- really clear memories of, like practicing that target range over and over and over and over, knowing exactly where all the targets were, and I could always get them in time except for the last one. Never managed to get that one. Yeah, I think I always did very, very badly in the target range. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah. Adventure games. <laughs> yes. No, oh, I know. And um, I've, we just mentioned The Long Dark. Yes. And I think I've, I've been sticking mostly exclusively to adventure games because yeah. I realized I am not very good at other types of games. <laughs> um, but no, again, I, I, there's so many adventure games being released as well. But yeah, that is Blade Runner. And also the final thing I'll say is, for anyone who hasn't played it, the atmosphere. I don't know if you remember, Thomas, but the atmosphere in that game was almost exactly like, like the movie. That the music, yeah. It's the same music and also, without, no spoilers, but some of the characters from the movie appear in the game as well. Yeah, it's because was, it's, it's play, you're playing it during the, the, uh, during the Blade Runner movie. Right. So it, you interact with... Of you, you intersect with certain plot lines from the movie, but you're doing your own thing. It's not like you, uh, it's, it's the, 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 and what I remember from the cameos is that they were mm-hmm. more, yeah, well, they were just, you know, they are NPCs in that way. And, and uh, the Harrison Ford character interacted them with, with them in the movie, and we interact with them in the game. So they were uh, an added value there, not, not just as a, oh, look, here's this guy from the movie. Mm. No, they, they definitely served a purpose in the game, and I believe it was the same actors, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, re- I remember them uh, have, uh, managing to get almost all the actors, like Edward James Olmos, and uh, well, except I'm not sure if they got Harrison Ford. That's the one. I'm no, I don't sure think about. so. No. 
So because he's notoriously <laughs> difficult when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I think he'd probably better think to do. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. quite surprised if they got Harrison Ford. That would have been quite I a coup. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. But the acting yeah. was still great in well, there's it. There's still so. other amazing actors in that in that film. So yeah. Hey, if oh, absolutely. Anything with Edward James almost is a win. So. <laughs> but it, it was one of the few times, certainly at that time, where a game based on the movie uh, was really, really good. And, you know, probably you could say, I mean, the movie is a classic, so it could be just as uh, as good as the movie. It's different. It's hard. I mean, it's similar atmosphere, but it complements no, the movie very, managed, very well. It's because they managed to capture the essence of the, mm-hmm. of the movie. Exactly. Without copying the movie, because a lot of exactly. the um, a lot of the the movie based games were basically you're replaying the movie, which could be fun. I mean, I remember the Bat game on uh, the Batman game, the '89 uh, Batman on the Commodore 64. I had tons of fun with that, and it was basically just a platformer retreading all the steps of the movie. But in this game, they managed to completely capture the essence and the feel of the of the movie and make their own story within that and i think that is in most cases the way to go for for these kind of adaptations don't don't mindlessly copy the movie just see what makes the movie tick and try to translate that to the medium you're trying to uh, uh to adapt it in so and they they managed to 100 percent uh, that with uh, blade runner yeah, no, absolutely. So it was its own thing as well. It was it felt because I played the game before I watched the movie. Oh, really? I, really? Yeah, and I didn't feel lost. I was able to follow it. Well, <laughs> more or less, I was I was young. I was younger than you, Thomas, at the time. But um, when I played it, but I still remember really, really enjoying it. And so again, you can play the game without having watched the movie. Although I imagine most people have probably watched the movie at this point. No, stage. but that's that's also a good thing, you know. It's like um, also with movies, like with Marvel movies, you can watch them without, uh, with the exception of Endgame, uh, you can watch <laughs> them without having seen the previous movies and still enjoy most of it. But you get more out of it if you have watched the previous ones. Exactly. But it doesn't it doesn't take away from the experience. It only enhances the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a yeah that's a very good thing and it's hard to do also. Yeah, so that game is Blade Runner. That is uh, that can be played on modern computers now thanks to Scum VM. So if you have a copy of the game, then you can try and set it up. Again, it's I won't get too technical because I don't understand that part, but I know that they made it easier thanks to eight years of hard work from the people behind Scum VM. So. Um, there are a couple of Kickstarters as well that at time recording are still going ahead. I wanted to quickly mention that uh, Three Minutes to Midnight, you may have heard my interview with Jan Serra, that's still on Kickstarter. The Coles also are on Kickstarter again, and hopefully they won't be putting their house on uh, on the line this time like they did last time. Summer Days at Hero U is on Kickstarter, and it seems to be different to what they've done before. It's more of an interactive adventure game where you have dialogue uh, puzzles and do- choices in the game as well and but it looks it looks interesting from what i've seen and also i don't know if you guys have heard of it a uh, political quest it's a satirical point and click adventure game now the developer has said that it is an anti-hate adventure in the tradition of classic LucasArts and Sierra games. Go on a political quest. So I know when you think uh, political quest, you might think, oh no, this is going to be divisive. 
But the developer, what he wants is just basically to have some fun. He wants to create, from what I can see, he wants to create um, a satire basically about uh, current politics. Uh, because worldwide, it's not just one country, but worldwide it seems that people are more divided than ever. So he just wants to bring people together with humor. We'll see if he can uh, succeed. But I think that um, I can at least follow his intentions. So you play as... Uh, Basil Berkeley, a 30-something YouTuber known for his pop culture videos. Uh, Nita, his fellow YouTuber, has disappeared and now he must raise his following and cash in order to find and confront her. His pet peeves include episode 8, phase 5 films, and he does not drive. Basil is married with a wife and child, although he never shows them publicly. He loves dark and gritty superhero films and thinks he is way smarter than he actually is. So the developer has said that he wants to make a huge game, that he wants to make it like, you know, Monkey Island and like classic uh, LucasArts games. He wants to include over 100 locations, dozens and dozens of dialogues, debates, and of course, puzzles. No deaths are possible. And he wants, in the game, you can use wit and brawn, and you can debate on the stage. And also, get this, you can attend podcasts in the game. I don't know how that will work, but you can attend <laughs> podcasts and go on internet shows with even more barely disguised celeb stand-ins. Hey, so, it's, it's not as, as easy as he's making it out. It's it's not actually. Podcasts <laughs> are hard work, people. <laughs> They're very, very hard work. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so that is on Kickstarter. Now, at the time of recording, there is still just less than three weeks left. And it, it looks interesting. As I said, I don't know how this game will turn out, but it looks really interesting. And I think no matter what you, you know, what political side you're on, I think it's probably good people can get together. They just laugh at times as well, just laugh at times, because God knows we need it. It looks um, really nice. I mean, it's, it's really the old school point and click adventure game, uh, uh, pixel art uh, feel. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, yes, I was just so. having a look at it now. I, I, I do like the look of it. Um, I'm very interested in this idea of using um, wit and brawn and, you know, the different kind of paths that's going to give you. It sounds like it, it's it's going to be very ambitious uh, and there's going to be a lot of different things included. So I'll be interested to see where that all goes, really. But, yeah, at the moment I'm enjoying the sort of pixel, like you say, the kind of Monkey Island pixel style art. Um, and I'll be interested to see where it goes with the humour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want, you can check it out. It's on Kickstarter. It's again Political Quest, uh, satirical point-and-click adventure game. So he wants to make this as uh, you know as big as he possibly can. He wants to uh, make this game as best as he possibly can. Um, so now we have also played some games or some demos. First of all, so. Um, uh, Laura, do you want to start? Because I know the two of us have played a demo that will be available in VentureX, but I, I think we, we've heard enough of me so far. So, <laughs> so Laura, how about you, you get us started on, I believe, we're, <laughs> we're, you're an inspector in this game. Indeed, Inspector Waffles, which just is a great name in itself. Um, we were both given this. Uh, I think we're all uh, given this demo. It's uh, it's about 15 minutes long, so it's 
obviously important to say it's not the finished game at the moment sure. uh but this was um galoso games have uh, made uh, been making this game inspector waffles where you play a detective cat i have to say there's a lot of anthropomorphic detectives at the moment it's a very popular it's a, genre it's becoming a subgenre. <laughs> it, it yeah, really it, is yeah. it really is but i mean it's an enjoyable one i've got no comp- complaints against it uh in this one you are inspector waffles this witty detective cat um in the demo you're called up uh to investigate the murder of fluffy um who has died it's been murdered it's another cat uh, believe it or not and um you have to kind of go around you have to try and find there's a bit of a puzzle of getting into fluffy's uh second floor uh that which is locked and you've got to sort of search around his house and and find out what's going on it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, dark side detective with its yes. pixel graphics and also the fact that there's the sort of bumbling sidekick officer who you've got to try and explain how to do their job um to them quite a lot and yeah it, it's a short demo but i enjoyed there's lots of cat puns which I enjoyed. Uh, there's, I think, a painting from the famous artist Meow Greet, which <laughs> I quite enjoyed. And there's a few others there as well. Um, so I'll, I'm interested to see where it goes, really. It's, it's quite fun to play. It's, um, you know, the puzzles aren't too difficult. It's a lot of sort of picking things up and, you know, combining things like traditional point and click adventure games. But yeah, cat puns, some nice graphics um and it looks like it could be an interesting story i, I don't know what what, you, what your thoughts were either of you uh yeah i, I really really enjoy it again it's it's the demo so it's about 15 20 minutes long and as you say it did remind me of the dark side detective but believe it or not goloso games told me that he has not played the dark side detective what no way so because he said, I think he didn't want to be too influenced by it because he was aware of their, at least for similar graphics and humor as well. But he didn't want to be too kind of inspired by, by them. But he, he hasn't played that game. So it's very, it's ironic that the game seems so similar. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed, as, as you mentioned, the cat puns. I don't want to give them all away, but there was one that I really enjoyed was a book called The Great Catsby. <laughs> yes, I like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it serves its purpose in the game. No spoilers, yeah. but uh, it was very cleverly done. I, I thought how it's uh, how it was part of the game, part of the puzzles. And as you mentioned, there is the well sidekick who is actually the chief, who is actually your boss. Yeah. <laughs> but he's useless. Yeah, imagine a boss or a manager who doesn't know how to do their job. Hmm. <laughs> not not true to life at all. Anyway, apologies to any bosses or managers. I'm sure you're amazing, but um, but no, it's it it was very you know very funny as well. But also what I what I liked is even though it's very funny and humorous, it wasn't really making fun of at least of the main character Inspector Waffles. That it was like he was serious. We're taking him seriously kind of in a way yeah. that the story is serious about a murder and i bought into it like i okay there's this rabbit that was killed at the beginning and it, it's very easy kind of to make it like a you know a satire and all jokes and you know making fun of the, the characters now it's it's humorous but it's also the storyline is it takes itself kind of seriously at the same time and now he also acts like a cat which i liked as well that yes. you, you see a vase and you click on it and he says, 
I really, really want to knock over that vase. <laughs> <laughs> My instincts are telling me to knock over that 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 vase or vase, but I have a murder to solve. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I don't know what you thought about this, but I also quite enjoyed how his tail was animated, so it would just yes. kind of move about whilst he was standing. I really like that. Yes, exactly, because the, like the Dark Side Detective, the characters don't actually move as far as I remember, but the tail <laughs> is animated. <laughs> and um, and and then you know when you interview one of the uh, people, one of the. Um, a witness or you know another character and then the chief just goes just starts asking her questions you know uh, who are you are you married what is your relationship with this character uh, <laughs> where were you what are you doing and then it's back to Ethel says chief just let me handle this <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, I don't know if you remember as well Laura but there is a campaign for mayor uh, in the background which reminded me yes. of Lamplight City a little bit and uh, yes yes um, the, and then when he's listening to the radio that uh, one channel is there's uh, apparently a billionaire businessman or business person who's running for mayor and uh, that'll never happen but anyway <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the, the mayor who's already there and they have their own campaigns and um, I enjoyed that as well this thing especially on the radio there might be similar to some um, you know real life people you never know uh, but I, but I did, I did really enjoy how that was in the background, and I'm curious yeah. how that would be in the game as well. But I'm very curious about the story, you know, and because it's not just jokes in the game. As I mentioned, there are cat puns, but I'm curious about the story and where it'll go from here. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm interested as well, even though we've said, you know, it's a bit like Dark Side Detective. Obviously, with Dark Side Detective, they're self-contained chapters, even though mm-hmm. there's some things that carry on a little bit um each chapter is a self-contained case whereas i believe with this it's one case that's going to be solved rather than it there will there are chapters but they're just splitting up the one story rather than it being you know different murders each time or something like that so it it sounds like it's a story that's going to build and we'll find out more about it and as you say with the mayor backstory that will probably come to the fore as well so yeah you're, you're right it's an interesting uh, sort of thing to to follow and and see where it's going to go, rather than it being something that's going to be quite segmented. It's it's nice to have just one big story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So that's Inspector Waffles. If anybody listening will be at the Adventure X this year, I believe that's one of the yeah that's one of the games yes, that will be yeah, exhibited. And uh, I I can see why it also won an award. I can't remember exactly what award, but I know that Colossal Games mentioned on Twitter that. He said he was surprised, and but really after playing it, I can see why people really enjoyed it. It's, um, I, I mean, no, it's not really. I'm going to say it's uh, like a de- the Dark Side Detective with cats, but no, it's it's a lot more than that. It's <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we discredited it a bit there. Yeah. It, you know, is a game in its own right, and um, it, I mean, it's it's just it's nice if you have played Dark Side Detective if you want to play something a little bit like it. I also thought the music was really good in it. Yes. I, I really enjoyed that. Quite sort of jazzy. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot to like. Definitely. And one really interesting thing that Colossal Games did on Twitter a few months ago now that has really got me kind of excited, even though it'll probably never happen. But he drew a picture, he put a picture of, as you mentioned, there are quite a few games with uh, detective animals, anthropomorphic uh, detectives. 
and he put one screen one with all with a lot of these. So there was uh, was it Lord Winklebottom by you know yeah. by Charles Sutherland. There was the detective in Backbone, um, done it with the I think yep. he's a raccoon, and someone else as well. I can't remember, but they were all in one scene together. And I remember I was writing us saying, oh, you guys need to make this happen. You guys need to put all of these characters in one game like Avengers. You know, that's that's all in one world. So people, Charlotte Sutherland, Goloso Games, and I can't remember who's developing uh, Backbone. I'm really sorry. But um, Adventure X as well. As well. Yes. So uh, we can maybe try and convince them, I think, to try and get together and because if this is all in the same world and then they have to come together to fight a threat, um, that's only the, the, all of them together can uh, can get together and solve. And yeah, maybe add the dark side detective. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that is Inspector Waffles and that will be at Adventure X and the full game will be released at least there. Uh, he's, Colossal Games is planning on releasing it uh, at the quarter one, 2020. Mm, yeah. I believe so. Uh, looking forward to, you know, definitely try it out if you're Adventure X. Or, and um, yeah, so that's Inspector Waffles. Now, before we get on to the full games, there was another demo which I played, which I played before, but the demos made publicly uh, just last week. It's, see if I get the name right, it's Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. Now, I know I spoke uh, to you, Thomas, about this game before, and I believe uh, you download, or you, uh, you uh, did you download the demo, or you, I think you intending to download, I, I believe, as well, but... I, um, I downloaded the, 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 the demo you were just talking about. I have not yet downloaded the demo uh, sure. we're talking about now, uh, because I was a bit busy with, uh, with finishing a game and, and some uh, real-life uh, stuff. But uh, I'd, I'd love to dive into a few uh, demos slash uh, free games. I've, I, I, I'm, I discovered a lot of I discovered a lot of free um, small free adventure narrative driven games on Steam, and I downloaded a lot of them. And I'm, I'm probably just going to need to have a weekend after Adventure X where I just dive into those games and write some mini reviews of them. But um, yeah, the, the demos, yeah. I've, what I've seen so far from the demos I've played, it all looked really well. And it's just amazing to see all these people um, being able to make this quite simple because yeah. I still have no clue how to <laughs> properly make uh, an adventure game. And I would love to dive more into that as well. Yeah, that we could be amazing. We can mm-hmm. make the adventure game podcast. The adventure game. <laughs> Way. <laughs> yeah, had three people no one come wants together. To play that. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter that, if, you, if if the story is good enough. It doesn't matter what what you play. I mean, if you look at the point and click adventures I've played, I've played all kind. Not not just you know the archaeologists or the the policemen or whatever. You uh, police quest itself is just is is mostly uh, procedures and and they they made that interesting. So it, it's just how you how you bring it. I mean, I think. Uh, you can make uh, a, a pretty cool adventure game with three podcasters as long as you write a good story about it. We we just need to get Lucas Pope to make the game because he oh, made yeah. um, uh, what are the pa- papers, please? Because he made that one of the best games of all time, and you are working on a border as a 
Oh, the passport control station. Oh, and the and same with uh, Return of the Obra, of the Obra Dinn. Dinn. Like an insurance ah, analyst. Yeah, you're an insurance agent. Who the uh, hell comes up with that? And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, the that's going to be a great job for a game protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, and, absolutely. And then, so, and then you build a brilliant game around it. I mean, come on. If he can do it. Absolutely, we so Lucas Pope. If you're Lucas Pope, if you're listening, <laughs> we would love to interview you. Yes, and uh, you can then feel free to make a game about the Adventure Games podcast. That's uh, because I, I think if anybody can make that interesting, it would be him. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. I mentioned, I spoke about this before, but the demo is publicly available, and there is a few small changes one of the changes is that there is now voice acting in the demo and it's pretty good the voice acting is is good now the the screenshots are they look really really great i think it's the cartoony style uh graphics and i mentioned before as well but it kind of looks like what i would imagine would be like an updated day of the tentacle would look like if it released now but it again looks very clear it looks really really uh just great, even the facial expressions in the game as you play the game. Uh, so again, very quickly, you play as Justin Wack. He is, um, well, he works kind of in an office in IT. He is pining over his uh, very ex-girlfriend who wants nothing to do with him, and he still wants to be with her. But he kind of moving on a little bit. He's started to have his own profile on the dating website, but he doesn't have a picture yet or a profile. Um, but he's hungry, and then he ends up going back in time, and he meets a caveman who, shock horror, jumps into the portal to come back to the present day, and he's stuck there. And so then you play as these two characters, you play as Justin Wack back in the, well, well Stone Age or prehistoric times, trying to make it back to the present time and trying to make it back to Julia, and then you also play as the caveman. And so now, so puzzles are very interesting, very funny. So first thing with the caveman, you need to, well, find a place where you can get some clothes. And you also need to uh, learn how to speak English. And then there are also these shady characters who I don't want to mention too much about. But you need to kind of uh, escape them or hide from them as well. You don't know what their motives are. But uh, I really, really liked it. I liked the humor. And in the demo, again, what, one thing I particularly liked is that the fact that it's a Kickstarter is a puzzle <laughs> by itself in, oh. in the game. It, but it's done well. It's uh, because <laughs> it's, it would be very easy to kind of like roll your eyes and go, oh, like this is, you know, like there's breaking the fourth wall. But it's done. It's, it's do For me, at least, it is done well. I laughed. And then there are other things done as well. Um, because basically it is promoting the game and promoting the Kickstarter. And so, it just, you know, it's it's mentioned a few times in the game, but I think it's done well. It's done in a gamey way. Mm. And, um, and yeah, the voice acting was pretty good. The voice act, uh, the music was pretty good as well. And I think if this is a sign of things to come. I'm very, very interested to see what you can do as well. So the developer is warm kitten and it's the company and it's uh, Pontus Witternmark who is the developer and I will actually be speaking with him uh, for on next week's episode 
and his Kickstarter is coming out on November the 5th. So you can subscribe to his newsletter so you can find out more information about Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. You can download the demo at warmkitten.com. And, uh, and yeah, I would definitely recommend that people check it out. I enjoyed it. And I laughed throughout the demo as well. So I'm very curious to see what he can do. I believe this is his first game, if I remember correctly. But, um, but yeah, that is Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. When, when I hear the title, I always, for some reason, I have to think of Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, I'm sure it's, you know, there's a play on words like that as well. Um, so, again, I'll put the links on in the show notes. And, okay, so I think uh, we're done with um, uh, demos. So, now we can get to full games. So, I believe the two of you have finished uh, full games. So... Uh, I can see um, hmm, see who wants to go first. So, well, Thomas, do you want to go first? Because last time you were talking about your first impression for NeoCab, I believe. Yes. And you finished that game, so you finished the taxi ride. So now you can give your your review. Would would you recommend it for? Would you recommend that people take this NeoCab or maybe go on the bus instead? Not the Irish yes. bus, hopefully, but... Well, you leave a tip. <laughs> or do you, would you leave a tip in this case? So, well, oh, wait. you know... Off you, to you, Thomas. <laughs> Off you go. You wait ages for a good narratively driven taxi game to come along and then in a span of, of a couple of months to come along. Because I've played Night Call a couple of months ago which in which you play a taxi driver that gets forced by a, uh, a detective to work on a case involving a serial killer and you have to talk to your uh, passengers to f- uh, find clues about who the about the identity of the serial killer and that takes place in a, in, in Paris is, is a, a noir now in this case you play um, a uber driver but a futuristic uber driver called neocap and um, you have to figure out what has happened to your friend by talking to the people you get into your cab and you also have to, just like a night call, have to make sure that your cab stays on the road by um, making enough money, keep your star rating above four and um, uh, make sure you survive everything. So it's actually really eerily similar, despite not looking at all like each other. But then again, uh, how uh, when you're, the main time you spend is in your taxi, there's obviously not much you can play with. However, the story is really well, and what NeoCab um, does here is uh, it adds a um, almost like like we had a, a discussed in Whispers in the Machine, Whispers of a Machine. It adds the emotional aspect to the game. Now, as I said, you play Lena, who is a NeoCab driver, and uh, she moves from uh, Cactus Flats to Los Ojos. I think Los Ojos is sort of futuristic Los Angeles, and uh, to move in with her best friend, um, Savvy, and uh, just to start a new life in that city. Well, Los Ojos is known as the city where everything is automated, and it's also the uh, the place where the uh, where Capra is uh, has its main building. And Capra is a company that uh, runs self-driving taxis. So it's basically your competitor. And before you manage to get to your um, uh, new apartment. You meet up with Savvy, 
who asks you to drop her off somewhere. And she gives you a, a gift, a welcome gift, which is a feel grid. And it is a bracelet that, um, like a mood ring, shows the mood, shows your mood, shows your emotions. And that is basically red, blue, yellow, or green. Red for angry, blue for uh, sad, depressed. And I think uh, yellow for happy and green for relaxed, something like that. Um, and then some nuances between those colors. Now, what happens here is because um, your mood can affect uh, your choices. So um, not long after you meet up with Savvy and before you get to go to your apartment, uh, Savvy disappears. And you obviously want to know what happened to her, if not only just for the fact that you have no place to sleep otherwise. So um, uh, every day you try to find out clues to, about her, uh, uh, and you do that by picking up passengers or visiting places that might have something to do with uh, her disappearance. And those passengers, uh, you have to you talk you talk to those passengers, and talking with them affects your mood. Um, for instance, you can get angry, and that can have. Uh, your mood has an effect on your passenger as well. For instance, I had one moment where the passenger was like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I see that I'm really uh, making you angry. I, I will stop asking about this now. But the other way around as well, uh, where uh, sometimes your mood opens up different dialogue options, but can also uh, close them off. Like I, I wanted to select option C and it says, no, you are way too angry right now to reasonably say this. So I couldn't select that option. I had to select something else because the choices I made before in that conversation had made me angry. And, and it can also go a different way. So it can also open up um, uh, conversation points. And this uh, is a very important thing because it, it really influences the way people react to you and the, also the way the story ends because I finished it but I did not finish it in a way that I wanted to finish it because I let myself get angry and therefore could not pick certain dialogue options and therefore had to make different decisions that led to a different ending, and um, which was both frustrating and very interesting. And I'm saying this because it's not a bad thing. This is not a downside of the game. This is, this is something unique to this game. Um, it is a uh, cyberpunk slash sort of dystopian world where you're in. Um, in cyberpunk, it is very um, one of the things of cyberpunk is, you know, it's always about technology. It's very much about um, uh, government versus uh, um, citizens. Uh, that all, all those things uh, you see here as well. And, what I really like also about this, um, the main character, Lena, is she emotes incredibly. You don't just see the color of her emotion on the on the field grid, but her face really reacts to what she's saying. So uh, to her to her mood, and that um, uh, includes also the passengers she picks up and who, who are she talking to. I, I thought that was really well done. It is a um, cell, sort of cell shaded. Uh, graphic style uh, that is throughout the game. It is really uh, 
a really interesting story and a really um, interesting mystery. And I definitely have to play it again because I want to get to that ending that I wanted to get to. But now I know that I should not let myself get too angry along the way. So that is my um, my first impression of um, of me. Of my first impression is my my review of Neocap. How long did it um, How long did it take you to finish uh, roughly? Roughly five hours. Okay, so and you'd you'd be up for sort of going back again and trying it in a different way to see the outcome. Yeah, yeah, because I can probably be a, uh, uh, be a bit faster now. Sure. Uh, because I'm. I'm and I know the game a bit better. Um, the e- economic aspect of the game is not as hard as it is in Nightcall, so it is not impossible to keep your uh, uh, taxi on the road. You just have to make sure that you make the right decisions, um, get get your electricity for the car at the the best possible, uh, and the cheapest possible uh, places, and therefore, for instance, you choose to pick up that customer instead of that customer because that customer leaves you in that in that part of the city and therefore you can go to a cheaper place to a cheaper motel or a cheaper uh, gas station so uh, but that's very straightforward the, the the economic aspect was a lot harder in night call and um it is uh, it, it has a very cool synth score as is almost mandatory in in cyberpunk games nowadays. Um, talking about Blade, we talked about it in Blade Runner. Now this has the same thing. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it is. A, it is a pretty cool game. It is a very cool game, and I would definitely recommend playing it if you're into uh, cyberpunk um, uh, taxis or narrative games. Can you imagine if um, there was a cyberpunk game, like you're saying, that had like country music score or something like that? <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm say for so. that. <laughs> country, country synth. That would be something. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> like Vangelis does the Dixie Chicks. That would be interesting. Well, yeah. No, but, uh, but, but yeah, well, first of all, I'm really into that, by the way. Any developers listening, definitely make it happen. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's interesting of what you're saying with Neocab, how the character literally lets the emotions, you know, get, uh, you know, get get ahead of the uh, get ahead of her. Because if you get angry, then you can't really use these, you know, use these options. You let yourself get angry, and then you maybe make decisions that you wouldn't otherwise. And uh, I, I think, you know, in general, like we've, I'm sure we've all been there. We've all said things that in yeah, exactly. moment. It, so it is, it is exactly that. You, you, you make decisions that you think at the moment are correct, or are, uh, or you don't even think about it because it is in your character, and that means that you close off certain options or you open up certain options. So if you, if you are very forceful with someone, that could help you get something done but it can also hinder you in the future like for instance i uh gave someone a free ride uh and that helped me later in the game because that person then i needed help from that person that person was then willing to help me uh, i found something in my cab and i thought oh might as well hold on to this maybe it comes uh, but you had, you had the option to hold on to it to use it or to throw it out i said i'll just hold on to it turns out that was a pretty good choice <laughs> i have no idea what would have happened if i'd thrown it out but i definitely would have cut off uh, a, a section of the game and maybe not get information that i needed or maybe i got i would have gotten different information i don't know but it's you know you make the choices you 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 can't save or you you save automatically but you can't go back it's not like you can try out and then go back and try it again 
which is also a trend I see more and more in uh, in adventure games nowadays. You know, your choices are considered quite permanent. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make different choices, you have to replay the game. Yeah, like in Whispers of a Machine, that you can't go back and make the decision. That it's, you can't save, you only save when you leave the game. So... I think um, I think it's it's not it's it's quite logical because you know it uh, it takes a lot of time to make a game and it's not like adventure games are nowadays like you had in the in the 80s and 90s where Shera and Lucas Arts could make triple A games of of adventure games. Now nowadays uh, games uh, are between five and ten hours. Sometimes you have a magnificent game like Heaven's Vault, which is over 20 hours of game time, but still they build in lots of replayability so that you can uh, discuss, uh, discover different areas and different options, uh, but you do have to replay the game. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, you, can, you can do whatever you want with that. If you want to play the game once and enjoy that, fine. Uh, if you want to play the game multiple times and try different options, uh, or in the case of Mage's Apprentice, try a different school of magic, or in the case of Whispers of a Machine, try more of a different emotion. Perfect, because uh, that gives the game a, a, a way more, better longevity than uh, the, the older adventure games had who were longer. So I, I think yeah. that's uh, that's a good trend. And I think as well, it, it adds more importance to your decisions because you know that you can't just go back and change them. So it makes the game feel more important as well. You think, oh, I, I've actually got a proper choice here that I have to make and I, I'm not going to be able yeah. to go back on them. Yeah, and um, uh, in this case also you you have the time to make a choice. It's not like you uh, um, must make it within a certain uh, time limit or something. In Heaven's Fault, for instance, not choosing is also a choice. So there you do have to pay attention and pick what you want or not pick at all, Uh, but that's your choice. In this case, uh, once you get to a certain point where you have to make a, a, a dialogue option or a choice of whatever, the game will... Uh, will patiently wait till you make your choice. So you you do have time enough to to uh, progress everything and 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 decide what to do. There's no pressure uh, there, as far uh, as I could tell. So I I like that. I like both options, F pluses and minuses. It's just what you it it it, it is what it is, and it adds to the uh, to the gameplay. Either way. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I really, when I played the demo, I really enjoyed the graphics. I really liked the graphics in NeoCab, that there was kind of like a blue-tinged color of it that looked very, very different to anything I've, that I've ever played, which, you know, which I found really, really interesting. And so you obviously enjoyed it then, Thomas. And remember, I mentioned just from the demo that my main concern was, would there be enough variety? But I think you've answered that question that uh, you take that, you know the story itself that it would you recommend it, and with the decisions that you make in the game, as you mentioned, that whether you throw this object out or you keep it, and so that kept your interest all the way through. Like so, you were interested all the way through in the game. Yeah, because it's like, a good story. Of course, it does have certain cyberpunk tropes, but it uses them very well. It the game looks great. It's it's fun to listen to. It's it's just it's a good game. It's a really good game. Cool. Okay, so that game is NeoCab. It's out now. I believe it's definitely on Steam. I'm not sure if it's on GOG, but it's definitely on Steam. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's uh, developed by Chance Agency and uh, published by Fellow Traveler. 
Cool. Yeah. No. Well, I might have to check that out now myself if I can get the time because it sounds really, really nice. And starting from the demo, I'm definitely very intrigued. And after your review there as well. Um, so from going in a taxi cab. Uh, so then, Laura, two weeks ago, you uh, traveled around the world in Wanderlust. And now I believe you've just come back from a pilgrimage. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> so um, you played a new game that actually, weirdly enough, in the last episode we were talking about, we just chose, I just chose this game by chance because it was one game that thought would interest us, talking about pilgrims. And while we were talking about it, you got an email from the editor-in-chief, head honcho of Adventure Gamers, Jack, asking if you wanted to review the game. And so you have since played it. I believe you played it that night. Played it <laughs> that night. Told. That's right. That's how keen I am for adventure which was, games. Which was like, wow, you're, you're really, really, <laughs> you get into it. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so you since played the game. And you've written the review on Adventure Gamers. But uh, so then away you go. So what's the game about and what did you think about it? Yeah, so Pilgrims, it's uh, by Amanita Design. So um, Machinarium and Samorost and Chuchel, um, uh, makers of uh, beautiful uh, sort of quirky uh, games, hand-drawn, always like really intricate puzzles. This one is a little bit different. Um, it uses, though, the sort of card-based mechanics from Samorost a little bit. And it's basically, it's a much shorter game than some of those. Um, and the idea is you are this pilgrim. Uh, you've got this quest that you want to get across a river for, which this old hag, this witch on a boat, is going to help you uh, do. But she is really sleepy um, and she needs a a specific type of songbird to keep her awake to get you across this river. So like with all the other kind of previous Amanita design games, it's got this sort of playful, silly humour and there's no um, voice acting. It's all done by pictorial little images in speech bubbles. And I have to say some amazing uh, sound effects and design for these characters. Like each character has their own weird sort of gibberish that they speak which just is really in fitting with the character like there's a thug character who's a bit like war 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 that just has this really deep voice and then there's another really pious priest who's got this sort of posh high pitched voice and it's all amazing um so yeah that's that's literally the premise of the story you are this main character pilgrim who wants to get across a river and you've got this whole map to explore um which you can dip in and out of you just click on different bits of the map and it take you to this uh scene and you just got to explore and uh, you find out as you go along there's three stages to getting this bird so you've got to unlock different things in different scenes uh, and that's how you um, manage to go about um, crossing the river. Um, the main interesting point about the mechanics of the game, I think, is that it's um, it's done. It's sort of this card-based system, which I think is in Samorost, at least uh, some of some of the series of that. But it's basically um, you'll you'll arrive at a point. It might be like a pub or a river crossing or something like that, um, and then depending if you've uh, collected other characters along the way um, there's cards at the bottom of the screen and you sort of move that drag that card 
up to the screen and that character gets used uh, and then all the objects that you pick up instead of being in a sort of traditional inventory are shown as cards um, and so once you've chosen your character you then drag the card up with whatever object you want it might be a coin or it might be like a bottle of beer and you drag that up and then that character uses that object in some way with whatever's around them and you don't know how they're going to use it um but it's for example uh if if you're in a bar and you drag the coin card up then he'll use that coin to pay for a beer um and it's just kind of a, a sort of playful way of um, getting you to swap things around and, and do things in fun ways and just sort of being like, oh, what will happen if I do this with this? Is that going to do something? And a lot of the time it's just sort of fun animations that you get out of it. Um, and basically it's a very short game. I think I messaged you guys that you're saying that <laughs> night being like, I finished it. Um, and you were like, wow, she's amazing. But it's like, no, no, it's just a very short game. Uh, it's literally for I did it. I did the first playthrough in 47 minutes. Um, and I think it's it's between that and an hour. Uh, so it's a short game. But the idea is that you play it again and you try different solutions. And there are these achievements you unlock. There's 45 of them. And it comes up on your menu as these little cards, which once you unlock them, they get drawn out and you see a little um, sort of picture relating to what you've achieved. And the achievements aren't all story related. It can just be like get a bit, get a a bear drunk or uh, just like make 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 the bear play with a broomstick and just all these like silly things. And it's it's encouraging you basically to be playful and just uh, have fun really um as i said there's different characters that you collect along the way so there's a beggar um which is quite fun that i won't spoil too much of the the story but there's some fun things you can do with the beggar in the pub um and there's the devil as well as another character which is quite fun when you go to the church and you try and get this devil to um uh, steal the soul of the priest um and yeah so that there's it's just a lot of fun i would say it's very um cute uh design amazingly hand-drawn design just really fun slapstick humor it's just a fun a fun game to play for a little bit uh see what's going on and the music as well i should say is excellent it's um by the composer floex who again has done machinarium and another amanita design games um and that mixed in with all the weird sort of sound effects and gibberish just make it another classic amanita design um game and it yeah it's just one it's it's you know we talk about all these long form games which are eight hours ten hours long sometimes it's nice to have a game that you can do in under an hour that puts a smile on your face yeah exactly yeah so is this like an adventure game version of a collectible card game in a way yes i suppose so you could say so because you you know i don't think i found or the I definitely didn't find all the different way things I could do with with these cards slash objects uh, it, definitely in the first playthrough and I've not I've definitely I've not gone through the whole forty five achievements either because um, I was just trying to get through it and and review it <laughs> uh, unfortunately but um, yeah so I think you, yeah as you basically you'll see an object uh, in, in the scene and you can click on it and then that becomes a card basically and you as you say you collect them all uh as you go along um it'd be great to see them that 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 was my only complaint i'd say it's too short but sometimes it's nice to have 
a game that's just short, short and sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you know, it is great as we uh, mentioned, Heaven Vault or a game like that. But sometimes yeah. it's good to just have a game that you can play in in less yeah. than an hour or in one Some, evening. So. Sometimes you want to read The Lord of the Rings, and sometimes you just want to read a copy of X Men. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's... I couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> I uh, know that that's great. No, that uh, that game is Pilgrim from Amanita Design. I still have to play you know, from Amanita Design because again they they seem to have made all like really great games. There doesn't seem to be any game that they've made that is not good or not recommended. That's yeah. um, their know, style. Like, their style is, is so recognizable that they uh, exactly. have one of the most recognizable styles in in gaming, maybe even. Yeah. Because you immediately know it's it's one of their games. And it's because they don't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I have played some of them, not all of them, they don't really use a lot of text, right? They use more images and sounds and feelings and stuff, and that makes it really accessible to wherever you are in the world. Mm-hmm. So right. that's, that's their thing. It's a very clever idea, actually, especially for you know adventure games, which is very difficult to translate puns and things like that so that they've come across a bit of a winner there but yeah as you say i i can't think of any of their games that are voice acted or or have text yeah Yeah. as mentioned around the world it could be played and enjoyed as well that you don't have to worry about translating the the game or the the humor uh because um also you know you just imagine for example in was it monkey island 2 where you use a monkey as a monkey wrench which only works in english uh, <laughs> so try explain. I mean, it barely works in English. <laughs> but no, but then again, in that, in that era, everybody played the game in English. In English, that's in, true. Unless you were in true. Germany, and yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. But na- nowadays, it's more global that you know people want to play the games in their own language. So this is a great way, I think, to have it kind of not silent because it's not silent, but kind of like no dialogue, no written dialogue, I should say. No, no hmm. intelligible dialogue. <laughs> yes, because there yeah. is dialogue, but yeah. you won't. Exactly. And, and you can kind of get what they're saying from the way they're <laughs> saying it, but it's complete gibberish. Oh, the Sims does that as well. A game like The Sims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. that, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel we could have a big long discussion about The Sims based on previous conversations we've had, but maybe for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, yes, it it was. It is a great game. At least it was. Anyway, I know. <laughs> Come on, move. On. <laughs> I just stopped playing that game. I got so addicted to it. But oh my God. anyway, um, yeah, so that is it. That is Pilgrims, and that's uh, NeoCab, which we spoke about as well. So two games that we highly recommend then, uh, which is great to hear. Yep. And then, of course, the demos that we talked about, Spectre Waffles and Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. So, um so, yeah, so I believe that's it for this week. Next week, as I mentioned before, I will be joined by the developer of Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. I think that's the name. Anyway, I always get the name wrong. Uh, Pontus <laughs> Wittenmark. Uh, he was a great, great guest. And we will then, I believe the next episode, we will try to make it live from Adventure X. Exciting. Now, I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> because the, I'm excited. Yeah, maybe, maybe you don't have any co-hosts left after Adventure X. Oh, we don't know yet. I think we should totally just do it from the pub. 
After Adventure X, I would, make an, I would make an exception on my non-alcohol uh, <laughs> that, that weekend. I will make an exception that weekend. Uh, that, that should be very interesting. It could, could be a very long weekend, Thomas, because the two of us are flying together there. and oh, <laughs> okay. Sharing a room. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. It could be a very long weekend for us. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to meet all kinds of cool people. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to have yeah. so much content to share that uh, people are going to... We're gonna have like a three-hour episode or something if we're, if we're, if we're not if we're not careful. No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking see who forward can join to us. Yeah, yeah maybe I'm, my I'm new set. best friends Francisco Gonzalez and Dave. Oh, here he goes maybe. again. Oh, look at him. <laughs> or maybe Dave your best friend. Like or may, well, Laura, you spoke to Charles Cecil. Maybe we could get him That's to true. drop by. <laughs> That's true. Um, he he knows me now. Yeah, exactly. You're best friends <laughs> with him now. <laughs> And uh, maybe Alistair. Well, we'll see. I mean, because we could get other people to join us, at least, you know, at the pub afterwards on the episode. And we'll, we'll see. I can't make any promises now because I have no idea what's going to happen. But we will do something. <laughs> um, and that will be uploaded then, hopefully, in two weeks. And, um, yeah, so that is it for this week. So What are you, uh, you going to play in the upcoming period? You're going to continue Heaven's Fault? Yes, I started Heaven's Vault now. I will not be talking about this game, reviewing this game in detail, because you also did a great job, Thomas, uh, before, so I don't want to rehash it again. All I say is, so far, I am really enjoying it. It's, uh, it, it, it is really good so far. I want to wait until the very end to see what I think, but so far, it's really good. The dialogue is flowing very naturally. I love the dialogue between the main character and the, her companion, a robot. I love the worlds as well, that you're exploring all of these new moons and worlds. And it, even though it is a bit linear, but it does feel like an open world adventure game that you just explore all these new places. And I love the first scene in the university. I wanted more there and I hope to go back that I really enjoyed there. And how you choose the way your character is and how your character treats the robot companion. You can be nice to him, you can be mean to him. What I've done is I started off being a little bit mean to uh, to him, but now I'm kind of like getting kind of nicer and nicer. Oh, just you wait. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, so much cool stuff coming. I'm really, really curious. So, um, as I said, I have probably a few more demos that uh, that I'll play. I'll talk about uh, next time. And then, well, at Adventure X, we'll be playing a lot of games there, a lot of <laughs> demos. I hope so. Yeah. There. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking about them. So. So, yeah, the plan is that we will get together, hopefully, uh, well, Saturday and Sunday evening. Although Sunday evening, we'll have to rush home to catch a flight, myself and Thomas. But uh, we'll be talking at least the three of us and with whoever else wants ah. to join us there And then, well. And you, Laura, what are you playing? Uh, what are you going to so play? I am playing at the moment. It's, it's kind of action slash adventure, but I don't know if you've heard of it, Outer Wilds. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is by uh, Annapurna Interactive and Mobius Digital, and yeah, it's kind of uh, an, a mystery of you're trapped in this time loop of your the sun keeps exploding, so you've got to go through a day again and again and find out what's going have, on. And I think we discussed this game. Uh, I think, uh, 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 previewed this game a couple of weeks, uh, ah, a couple okay. of months ago. Yeah. Is it? It's not VR, is it? No, it's not. No, okay. but it is first person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I believe myself and Thomas discussed it. But hey, great, you're actually playing it, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to that, that for adventure gamers? 
Uh, no, I'm I'm playing it for my pure enjoyment. Uh, but it's it's just being released on on the PlayStation, so that's why I wanted oh, okay. to give it a go. Yeah, right. Nice. I'll be uh, I'll be playing uh, Ghoul Britannia, what we discussed ah, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Well, again, that's so ironic because we discussed Pilgrim and Laura ended up reviewing it, and now the <laughs> second game we discussed was Ghoul Britannia, and you're um, going to end up playing it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be reviewing yeah. that for uh, the Gaming Outsider and for the Adventure Game Podcast, and also an RPG that is now in early access called Encased. I'm gonna have a look into that. I might. If it all goes well, even dive into Football Manager 20. Oh, but then oh, my dear. life will probably be over. Yeah, yeah never that, see him again. That is another game that I had to stop playing many years ago. That and The Sims, because Football Manager or Championship Manager, as it was known back then, <laughs> I'm showing my age now a little bit. That it's always like just one more game, one more game, it one more the, game. It is the <laughs> only game outside of adventure games that. Um, completely captured me i've been playing that since 92 when it was still championship manager when you only had the english league it wasn't even the Mm -hmm. premier league back then and um it it evolved and it's it's such a but i stopped playing in 2011 and the reason i stopped playing that was world of warcraft because then i started to play world of warcraft you can't play and world of warcraft and football manager because then you really do not have (laughs) time to eat sleep or do anything so uh, I'm I'm hoping to maybe be able to dive into the future. If not, I will wait till next year because there's a new one every year. And mm-hmm. um, I'm also really looking forward to the new uh, the Jedi Fallen Order game that's coming out in November. Oh um, yeah, that's going to be is, good. It's going to be action or adventure, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing that one. When it comes no, out, it looks, it looks like you, you'll be busy, so we can probably say goodbye to Thomas for the next few months. <laughs> <laughs> Signing out, so it'll be me and Laura, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're off to Canada. That's true. Yeah. I will be, I will be in Canada, and one week after uh, Venture X. Now, I will do my very, very best to upload uh, at least something from Adventure X. Um, before I head off to Canada. If not, I can combine it too. But no, I will do my very, very best um, to do that. Yeah, so it might be a bit, uh, it might be a small irregularity in the upcoming two weeks, two, three weeks. But uh, we try, we'll try to avoid it. But it could be that the release, uh, the releases will be a bit irregular uh, in November. Uh, so yeah, we'll. See. I mean, we should be able to go because Friday. So next week will be my interview. Then the Adventure X, and yeah, we will see. I'll do my, we'll do our very, very best to make the show continue but if, yes. if there is any delay it's for everyone's best interest <laughs> and, uh, any, any news on the patreon front uh patreon uh so as i mentioned uh some of the uh, benefits i'm my change so uh we will be doing our own episodes we will be uh you know discussing adventure x and uh discussing wordplay but for Patreon subscribers, uh, you can get the full interviews that, well, we do either at AdventureX or that I do at Wordplay. So you may have heard some of those interviews that I did at Nariscope. But just to give the Patreon subscribers something uh, for, you know, from $1 per month, you can then hear some extras, so some extra episodes, some extra interviews. Now, there won't be an hour and a half like I usually do because at uh, conferences, I'm sure you know, Laura, when you're speaking to developers, you have to oh, yeah. really 
get to the point. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ramble about adventure games for an hour and then talk about their game. You but can no, do that we... at the pub afterwards, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, no, we'll be putting them up for Patreon uh, subscribers, but there will be, we will be discussing Adventure X. We will have an Adventure X episode as well for, uh, well, everyone else as a regular review episode. And, um, and yeah, so believe that is that is it so well thomas i and laura i will see you both in person next week by the time this episode goes out it's in a uh, week and a half yes it's uh yeah by the time this episode goes out it will be exactly a week it will be on friday that's awesome be wow. going. so the flying dutchman and the a drunken irishman <laughs> that doesn't actually meet, drink I'm, I'm gonna meet the posh uh eu lever <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, we're I'm heading there me now. Into that. <laughs> we're heading there now. Well, I think we should oh, sign off. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, until then, so, uh, yeah. as I mentioned, uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and a great week. And I will, well, I will see the two of you then next week. Yes, keep questing. <laughs> If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are an adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you